Over this past weekend, more than 600 marches took place around the country in direct response to Texas Senate Bill 8, otherwise known as the Heartbeat Bill. Let's talk about it. So we don't want to go into too much detail about um, Senate Bill 8, um, but just for those of you who aren't aware, it is a a new piece of legislation that restricts abortion access after six weeks of conception. Um, but what we really wanna talk about today is the marches that took place over the weekend. And Mel, you did mm-hmm. not participate. I did not participate because I don't think that it's an inclusive act of protest. I think the Women's March has a troubled um, background. Mm-hmm. And it has a hard time um, with intersectionality. And I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's because of my new home in Portland, um, uh, Oregon. Um, there's a lot of, I'm surrounded by performative activism. And I think this is a gross example of performative activism because at the end of the day, um, women of color, um, disabled women, Mm -hmm. Uh, poor women, incarcerated women, undocumented women have always had their reproductive freedoms controlled in the United States. Yeah. And so I guess where were those voices then? Sure. And I, um, I, well, I attempted to attend two rallies on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. a little late for the first one, par for the course. If you've ever invited me anywhere, I am always late. Of course late. you are. Yep. <laughs> um, so I missed, <laughs> missed the whole thing, but mm-hmm. I took a couple laps around and spoke to some people who were registering voters. There were some some kids and I use the term kids, you know, loosely, it's a college town. So there were some young women who were still around holding their signs. And then I, I left, but then I came back a little bit later and there was a second rally and I didn't know if it was counter protesters or what the situation was, but you know, I decided to park my car and go check it out anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was a separate rally from the one that was held earlier that day for the reasons that you just mentioned, because mm-hmm. the organizers of the Women's March have proven to be problematic and, mm-hmm. and not inclusive of the larger feminist movement, right? Which includes all of us. Um, but it has not always included all But of it has not always, but it should because no. black and brown women's history is feminist history. But we, we say that, we know that. We know that. But at the end of the day, when we look at feminism, it is very centered in proximity to white males, right? Sure. Cis white men. It's that proximity to being as close as you can to getting what a cis white male gets right? Mm -hmm. And so that's not feminism. (laughs) And I think that that's becoming increasingly clear. Um, The more and more I look, I mean, when I look at this rally, I don't see any brown faces. Yeah. I I see a lot of celebrities. Oh, sure. Like holding signs. But I don't see any brown faces being centered or speaking or really being a part of the movement. And I think that that is, um, I don't know how you can call yourself a feminist and and participate in such buffoonery, quite frankly. Yeah, so I have a question for you. The, the, the rally that I missed, all of the speakers were black women. 
do mm-hmm. you feel like that is, I don't know. Do you feel like it's too little too late? Do you feel like it is overcompensating or trying to take advantage or trying to overcompensate for, yeah. or I'm trying say- to show face, right? Yeah. So I'm going to say the thing that's probably going to, um, piss people off. I think it's the equivalent to having, um, Candace Owens represent the GOP. Mm, mm -hmm. And, um, exactly. Where it's like, see, look at, look at what we have. Look at what I did. Look, I got one. They, 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 they're on my side, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I I don't think that that is, that's, that that's performative. And this is when we get down to the, we get down to the nitty gritty, right? To the root. It's like, where, to the root. You know, we like to get down to the root. I'm actually having a bunch root. of, it's really funny because I'm having landscaping done and my, my whole yard is getting down to the root and, and there's pulling up the roots. roots. The roots <laughs> are all over my yard, like giant roots. Um, so like, let's get down to the root. Let's get down um, so the long and short of it is that like, again, I go back to what I said in the beginning is that like, where were, where was all this outcry? And we're not even talking about like, <laughs> we're not even talking about like, you know, the last couple, we're talking about like, like you go to like, where was, where was all this, where was all this before when um, black and brown women and disabled women and everybody who isn't a white woman was having their rights stripped from them over and over and over again. Where right. is all this outrage when black women die at a higher rate giving birth than white women do? Where is all this outrage? Quite frankly, I call bullshit on the whole thing because mm-hmm. now it feels a little too close to home. Right. And so now it's an issue. But when it was happening to people of color, women of color all over this country, it wasn't worth your screams and your cries. So if you went and marched, great. Yeah. But what are you going to do on Monday morning? That's right. You and Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Like, and I, I feel that way about marches in general. Right. You can yeah. go pound pavement, but you're, you're bringing awareness and you're creating a conversation. But after that, like, what are, what are those actionable items and, that get shit done? Right. And six, what did we say? 600 marches took place over this, over, over the 600 marches. Yeah. Over 600 marches. I would yeah. say, I would love to know what all those people have done on Monday morning. Since. Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. And you and I both know it. Not a fucking goddamn thing. Yeah. And that is the thing that to me is a little insidious about it because they've been called to the carpet. The women's march has always been problematic. We know that we've heard some mm-hmm. really fucked up shit over the years, especially since 2017. Sure. Like it's always been problematic and they have literally been like, well, you can go fuck yourself because all these people are here and they're showing up in the name of women's rights. Mm-hmm. But which women, which women, yeah. not me and you, let's just be all the way 100, not me and you. Yeah. And, and I get it. I think people want to have this solidarity, but before you can have that solidarity, solidarity, you have to ask yourself why you're there and who it includes. And you can have mm-hmm. the best intentions. Yeah. It's not to say that people don't have good intentions. Of course they have good intentions. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I'm over 40 years old. I don't believe you. You've done nothing to, to make me believe you. And you and I are very different, right? You, we, we've established this many yes. times in the course of our friendship. We are very, very different. I think you're a little bit more um, forgiving of people. You're a little bit more willing to hear the conversation. And I'm like, I've heard the conversation. Yeah. We've had the conversation and the behavior does not change. So if I expect that that behavior will change, then the joke's on me. Cause unless there's something 
we've all been down this road before. We've all been down this road before. It was called the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. And we've done all the marching. We've marched for women's rights. We've, we've marched for civil rights. We've done all the marching. But people are still getting murdered by police. Black women are still missing, but they don't show up on CNN. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I do. I'm like, I'm like so I, I guess, don't... so I guess, how do we, how do we, how do we center ourselves in the conversation or how do we, you break do we down make the ourselves, door. You right, break so down we have to show door. up, right? You and I are showing up right now by having this conversation and putting it out into the world. Always. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. how we show up. We have conversations with the women around us. Like you and I have been friends with, I mean, there's us. And then there's all the people that we know. We have tons of friends. We have tons of friends who are white women. Mm -hmm. And I make it a point to have conversations with the white women in my life to talk about where I come from, right? To where my point of view comes from, to where, you know, your experience, although there might be similarities, you don't want to trade with me. Ever. I am the bottom of the barrel as far as American society. And quite frankly, a large part of society thinks. Mm-hmm. I am the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Now, you and I know <laughs> that we are not actually the lowest common denominator and we bring fire oh. to any room that we walk into. I mean, we're but, yeah. But from the lens of society and especially white society, we have no value. Yeah. I was just talking to someone yesterday, uh, or I guess over the weekend at one of the rallies, this woman has inspired me on social media and she just happened Mm -hmm. to be there and she's been absent from social media for quite some time. Turns out she had a baby and we were just sort of talking about like our experiences and she was having a really hard time advocating for herself with the anesthesiologist and it wasn't until I know we talk about this all the time and it wasn't until her white female friend who was also just like she's if you were to look up radical you would find this woman's (laughs) picture and she's into it she's amazing but if it weren't for her her white friend female friend to stand up for her and mm. defend what she was asking because she needed additional medical care. She never would have got it. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of thing that we talk about all the time, right? Having to all advocate for ourselves. All the time. So and how do you advocate for yourself? Right. And like, I was yeah. just talking about this as a friend over the weekend, just like about just, I don't know, something as simple as having a baby. Mm. You know, I knew there was something wrong when I was pregnant. I knew that yeah. there was something wrong and I was having weird pains and I was having just these weird, I just didn't feel right. And I remember calling my male doctor Mm -hmm. and saying something is wrong. And he said to me, if you were having a problem with your pregnancy, you would be on the floor. You're fine. You don't need to go to the doctor. And what, three weeks later, I gave birth to my son six weeks early. We both were in harm's way, like death, harm's way when I was giving birth to him, all because some man didn't want to listen to what was going on. And he especially didn't want to hear what was going on from me. And that was a conversation around pain, right? So it's like, well, we all know where that fucking comes from. Sure. We right? don't feel pain. Plus we don't, don't feel, feel pain. any pain. Yeah. And that's, a, and that's a thing, right? Like that's a thing that we have to live with. And so, you know, I always challenge people in general. It's like, 
So if you get out here and you talk about your choice, mm. your choice, you, that's a privilege to be able to stand up and walk around and talk about your choice and hold a fucking sign. There are some women who can't walk, who don't have a fucking choice. There are some women who can't afford to get the care that they need. There are some women who are put in traumatic, awful situations. And mm -hmm. I get why women are marching. That's not my question. My question is, who did you include in the cause? Yeah. And if you didn't include me in the, in, the, in the cause, if you didn't put my voice as an amplified voice in your cause, you are not it, Yeah. period. And I have nothing for you. And you know what I did on Saturday? I made a bomb ass fucking smoothie bowl and I took care of my black self. And that's how I protested that day. It was through yeah. self-care. Yeah, that's absolutely. And that's super important too. Yeah. 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 Um, so the interesting part about all of this is that like all of this is happening, what like are we like what like a year out of the orange wood? Oh man, almost a year uh, out of the orange wood. Um almost a year exactly. Yeah, like, and that no, is not a when yeah. I say orange woods, that is not a pun about the fall and being the fall. It's Donald Trump's orange. I know who you meant. I mean <laughs> the orange woods, the orange haunted woods. Sounds scary. It's October <laughs> or the orange haunted woods. Um so yeah, so we're about a year out. Did you know? So fun fact. Did you know? So we, you know, I'm still fascinated by this um the 55%, mm -hmm. which we will only ever refer to as the 55%. Yep. We will refer to them as nothing other than the 55%. That 55% has been voting that way since 1952 and the only two times the 55 percent deviated from being the 55 percent mm -hmm. was in the case of Lyndon B. Johnson and Bill Clinton's second term I'm going to say this one more time <laughs> Bill Clinton's second term uh, but that was before the scandal so but oh. everybody was known and there Everybody were a couple was scandals knowing. before that. Yeah, before the before the draft. Everybody was, was knowing. Yeah. This and is, but the, here's the thing about that. Let's ask ourselves this question. Yeah. So what is it about an adulterous president, mm -hmm. known adulterer, mm -hmm. that makes the 55% go that? I like For him. sure. Family values, that one. That one. I'm into that guy. I'm into that. Um, what the fuck? Because he what was, is that? I think it because he was charming, right? Um, he was charming and he was also um, a Republican in Democrats clothing. And so I think that that's 100%, right? I mean, I don't know. Is he a Republican? Is he mm -hmm. Joe Manchin? <gasps> yeah, but cooler. <laughs> I mean, he did play the saxophone on our city on our hall. City hall. I yeah, mean, he that's everybody. He, he tricked, tricked everyone. everyone. I was like, look at this white man playing the saxophone on Arsenio fucking on Arsenio Hall. Hall. You have my vote. sunglasses. I'm yeah, 13. Got, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm 12. I'd vote for yeah. you, sir. <laughs> but definitely on the school poll, I'm voting for that white man because he played the saxophone on Arsenio Hall. That was a le legit thought process in my mind. Yeah, that was a game changer for him. And he for knew sure. it. 
for sure. But, but I think it's interesting though, because it wasn't his first term that he got the support of the 55%. He had to show it was the second, right? Because he was tough on, on drugs, drugs and crime, three strikes. That's him. Yeah, that's him. And wow. Yeah. Racism. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So So, yeah, that's how he got that vote. Wow. I just, I don't know if I ever really thought about it that way. So then I guess like I, but here's, okay. So here's the other thing though. It's like, if we look at like the voting habits of the 55%, Mm -hmm. it's like, they're not interested in like, these women are not at the women's march, right? Like they're like, fuck that noise. They were not not there yesterday. I'm going to home that was. Right? Like they're like, they're going to Hobby Lobby for <laughs> sure. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, Hobby Lobby is closed on Sunday and they do not will not pay for birth control, will not pay for birth control. And if you thought Chick-fil-A was bad, Hobby Lobby is <laughs> Hobby Lobby doesn't even have waffle fries. <laughs> so they, they are so much worse. They don't even have waffle fries and hate chicken. And that's, that's, yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the interesting part. So let's just say 1952, right? Okay. So we've gone through all of these different movements since then, mm-hmm. and they have based their vote under this like falsehood of like this, like false narrative around protection. Yeah. Because that is, I think that's the core of it. And I think that that is interesting to me because it's built on this like lie around like protection against the other mm-hmm. and this family-based party is going to protect you it's all about protecting you and the police and protect 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 because the 55 percent is deemed the biggest thing that you want to protect they Literally. want you to feel protected uh-huh. and so there's just these lies that create this control, um, but then you just believe the lie, right? Yeah. Like how, so like, and then you're never gonna crack that shell because it's generation after generation after uh-huh. generation believing that it's completely okay for a woman to lie on a young black boy mm-hmm. and that it's completely appropriate to hunt him down and kill him because of the worst possible way in the worst possible way and the crazy part about that is that we are talking about Emmett Till yeah but I am also talking about an incident that just happened here in Bend Oregon where a very similar thing happened at a bar a young black man approached a young white woman and her boyfriend shot him and called him all kinds of, this happened literally two weeks ago, not even. Did did he die? Yes. Oh my God. So when we talk about that, like protectionism, it's coming from this like weird manifested place of the danger around unfreed black people. And so there's a whole system around it that now has gone so deep and systemic that it's in our politics and it's almost impossible to change. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, I mean, it is like, and I think that that narrative just gets reinforced over and over and over again. And you look at like 
you know, you hear people say like they make these comments about, you know, the Republican Party and, you know, they're falling apart and arguably they are. I think the, the, the only reason that that is happening though is because of the internet. Because you can't say something and then pretend you didn't say it because there are a million clips and posts and tweets that are like, oh no, you said it. So now if you believe the lie, even though you know it's a lie, somebody puts yeah. it in your face and says, this is a lie. Absolutely. And you believe it anyway. <clears throat> yeah. You look crazy. Or even not necessarily believing the lie, but accepting the lie and just moving on. Well, but right? we know what that's about. That's about racism. Sure. That's about racism. And that's fine. Just say, like, this is, I'm not saying it's fine to be racist, but I'm just saying, like, can we just get on with it? And you can just say you're racist. Just say you're racist. <laughs> just say the thing. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You go over there. I'll go over here. Leave me alone. And I'll hang out with my friends who, like, I don't know, let people love who they love, who want to fucking eat good food and fucking have a good time and are invited to the fucking cookout. Yeah. I don't need you at my cookout. You don't have to come to my cookout. Just say the thing you want to say. It's like that clip. What is that show? There was some clip. I don't remember. It was all over TikTok. It was that clip. It's like, and it's like a, I don't know what show it was, but it was like a guy and he's like a, a news anchor at a desk. He's on like a commentator. He's sitting, mm-hmm. you know, at the desk and on the news. And then somebody says something about like, you know, they say the N word in all these songs and like, how come? And he's like, well, just say it. Yeah. Say Why do you want to say it so say. bad? You say the word you want to yeah, say. Say it. Say it. Say the word. It's fine. He's like, I promise it's fine. The guy's like, you know, I can't say it. He's like, say it. Say the word. <laughs> I guess that's my whole thing. It's like, stop lying. Just say what you want to say. Say the thing that makes you uncomfortable so we can all go about our business and decide that we don't fuck with you or maybe teach you something. Right. You know, I can't, you know and the, the, it's the listening for me. You know, do I have that's- friends who are on all different sides of the fence politically? Yeah. Yes. Do I have a single fucking person in my life who will not listen to my lived experience? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. And I've talked about them before. I used to, but I didn't realize that they would not listen until the day that they did it and refused to. And, you know, it's, it's actually, who are they anyway? Life is super peaceful with no fucking body. They're and, not me. And, I'm your best friend. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> there you have it. I'm not allowed to have other friends, guys. Just FYI. No, she's um, not. So you've been all been warned. Just kidding. That's <laughs> weird and uncomfortable for all of us. Um, but those bitches definitely weren't worth it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Part of the 55%? Absolutely. And, you know, there would be conversations had about, you know, voting in in your own special interests. And we all do it, right? But I know I do. I vote for but voting in reasons. your special interest, mm-hmm. but you but that's because you're fighting for your life. Yes. <laughs> right. You were fighting for your life. Those bitches were not fighting for their lives. They were not. Yeah. They were fighting for lattes at Starbucks. They were fighting for the first line in the fucking school pickup. These bitches are not fighting yeah. for their lives. And so in response, they are voting against their own interests, right? Without even recognizing it. Or they do they recognize, recognize it? it? They do recognize it. I watch all those ladies on the Dallas Morning News get on television for the fucking love of God, get on television 
talking about the Lord Jesus Christ sent Trump to be their president. Mm. And that he should be supported and protected at all costs. Yeah, but I feel like that's like, that's the minority of the 55%. I think you are out of your mind. I think that if you, if you, I can't even believe you just said that. If you, this this is why I love you and I will devote my entire life to you anytime you ask me to, because it's the positivity for me, because I'll tell you something right now, like you're giving these people the benefit of the doubt. Always. They didn't do this once. They did it twice. They did it. These are the same. These are the same. The 55% is the same bitches that he, and I'm calling them bitches and here I am talking about feminism. I can call myself out. I hear myself talking. So these ladies had no problem with this man talking about grabbing by the pussy and blah, 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 blah. And they were like, definitely that. They watched him, how he treated his wife. They treated his wife. He was like, definitely that. That's a good one. Definitely that. Then all the allegations, all the things that have come up, Jeffrey fucking Epstein, and then Jeffrey Epstein. How do you watch that documentary? How do you read those reports? How do you look at all of that? And then go, definitely that guy. How? And then, and how? It's because you have a very specific agenda that you want to push through. These are the same people that talk about the constitution, the constitution, the constitution, declaration of independence, America, America, America. And then all of a sudden they're like, but not today because we're not separating church and state and we are going to set our Capitol building on fire and smear shit on the walls like a bunch of feral cats. No, (laughs) ma'am. Let's just remember when we give folks the benefit of the doubt, let's remember the feral cat behavior of smearing your feces on a government building such as the Capitol building. Because you're a patriot. Because right? you're a patriot and you call yourself a patriot. I am, I, I am not concerned about you have a different point of view than I have a different point. This is next Ever. level. This is this absolutely is not, I want lower taxes. This is not, you know, this is not that. This is feces on the wall of the Capitol building. This is QAnon. This is, um, extremely deeply religious conservative people pushing their agenda onto others and pretending that it's not racist. Okay, okay. so let's say that you are part of the 55% who is not a feces wiping garbage bag, right? Do you still vote along those party lines to hold on to those things that you hold close I to I guess yourself? we have to find out. That's, I guess we have to find out because when we get into 2024, Mm. what are you going to do? What kind of candidate are you going to put forward? What I am seeing right now is not positive. These are the same folks that are like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. What? (laughs) Face lasers? What? Uh, What's the other one who's got, who got caught with little girls? Matthew, oh. what's his name? Matt? Jesus. Gates. Matt Gates. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So that guy, like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? <laughs> like, just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand that. I will never understand that. I don't know how you can look at somebody like that and talk yeah. about like, l- listen, like we're sitting here talking about 
abortion rights, right? Yes. Or the lack thereof, yeah. right? No yeah. rights. And, but nobody wants to talk about Matt Gates assaulting little girls. Where's your conversation? Yeah. This is what I mean about this like 55% and the yeah. idea that like, I'm progressive, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm selling you fucking Rodan Fields and this is my multi-level marketing fucking scheme. And like, here's some LuLaRoe fucking leggings and like, I'm at the fucking pickup. But like, you're so independent and you're so about it, but you're still stuck in 1952 mm-hmm. and you have done nothing to move forward. It's false. You're still toting the lot, towing the line for white cis men. Yeah. You know, and there are people actively trying to be inclusive and there are people learning things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think that's great. Like I have, there are people in my life and I will not name names, but there are people in my life who do not vote the way that I vote, who do not understand half the things I say, but they are working to listen and to figure it out. This is not gonna, this, this travesty that is the United States of America was built a long time ago. And it's taken a long time to create the mess that we have. And it's going to take that much longer to unfuck the situation for people of color and especially women of color. And I think, like I always say to people, the best thing that you can do, like fuck your activism, fuck your sign. The best thing that you can do on an everyday basis to be a a true feminist is to listen to a woman of color one day. Just listen, have a conversation. Don't, just believe her every day. Believe the things that are coming out of her mouth every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And I spent so much time, so much time trying to debate the Black female experience to people who aren't Black. And it's not a debate. It's It's not not a debate. debate. It's a a lived experience. You know, my my white female friends, like as much as they want to back me up and talk to me and, you know, I get, I have a lot of support, but there's no way they could possibly understand. No. And no one's asking them to, right? No, I'm not asking anybody to understand. I'm just asking them to hear me. Mm-hmm. And when I say my truth, to believe it. Yep. And to recognize that you don't have to go through that. And that at the end of the day, the bottom line and the question that I would say to anybody is, would you trade with me? You want to trade? I bet the answer is fucking no. <laughs> and if the answer is no, then you need to check your privilege. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself why. Yes. And, you know, it's really funny because, you know, there's these women floating out in the world on certain news stations, which I will not fucking say out loud because I don't think they're worth it. Um, women like Tommy Laren and Laura Ingram and Lauren Boebert, who's my personal favorite. Oh, I mean, just, she's, an, she's an elected official, the uneducated dummy. She I mean, think, did you hear I what she said mean, the other day? I Try not. What did she do? Oh, is this so, a recent occurrence? Is this a super recent? This is like okay, a week tell and a half more. ago. She said that instead of access to abortion, rape victims just need guns. And if they had guns, then they wouldn't get raped because they could just kill the rapist. I mean, what the fuck? It's like dummy. <laughs> also, calling people a dummy is my. Favorite I know new this thing. is not a feminist episode. Just so we're clear, 
Well, um, no, I don't care who, it, that could have come out of anyone's mouth. I know, but I just want to, but we also oh. need to call out ourselves in this episode and that I've said bitches three times and then you call I'm the calling dummy. Uh, I'm, yes. We're not, we're not being girls, girls right now, but fuck it. So, well, neither, she, neither are the people that we're calling names. Does that make it a two wrongs make a right? No, we would tell our children that two wrongs don't make a right, Tamala. So, you know, I don't lead by example. I just want to be all the way clear. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, here's the thing about Lauren Bobert though. Yes. Like she, like, I don't, okay. Like I can't take anybody seriously that has jewels on the back of their jeans. So it's just number one. Like, you know, those pockets, like those girls that like the, like the, like 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 who was that man? It was Ed Hardy, right? No, that was different. That was like printed and like colored. These are like rhinestones, like shaped as crosses on like your pocket. Like the jeans. jeans. Yes. Yes. It is exactly right. So like when I lived in Texas, I lived in this neighborhood that uh, rhymes with uh, Bunter's Freak. And all the women, <laughs> all the women in that neighborhood were like, thought they were the cutest thing walking. And they all looked like a bunch of like robots, like, mm-hmm. but it was like tacky robots. Like it wasn't like Stepford wives where it was like, they all looked very like nice and prim and proper. It was like bedazzled jeans and two <laughs> plus eight haircuts. Ma'am. yes all of that Mm -hmm. and there but there was a lot of like you know that energy of like my husband tells me how to vote and I was just like I'm so like yeah Lauren Boebert which Uh again Boebert I can't take you seriously you sound like Bobo the clown you wear bedazzled jewels you carry a gun everywhere you go (laughs) like you are not even college educated like and not to say that a college educa- education is your matches your level of intelligence because I don't believe that at all. Yeah. But you are an elected official and you are elected by a bunch of uneducated people and you don't have a basic understanding of the constitution. But you are an elected official of the government of the United States of America. Yeah. For why? And or just, just all- how things work. Like, yeah. The majority of rape victims are raped by people that they know, people that they trust. Like, why would I have my gun at the ready when I'm on my fifth or sixth date? You know, that's just not generally also, how I feel people like that's like operate. A, I feel like that's a good way to get asked on like a sixth date. Like, if like, if you go to dates with a gun, no one's <laughs> gonna ask you out again. I'm sorry. I like and also like where's like it begs the question of like if you go out on a date with somebody and you bring a gun mm-hmm. and the guy's like super into it that's also a red flag <laughs> like, <laughs> flag I I just I don't understand the mentality like I'm look I think people should be able to have their guns that's not sure. ever it's never been my argument you yep. want a gun you have your gun I think yep. we need better laws I think there's certain things that I don't agree with but I'm not about taking people's guns. It's never been my energy. But the like the intensity around having one and thinking that it's the solution to everything. That's like, oh, we live okay. in a society where we tell kids to use their words, but they're like, fuck it, not today. This is a wild, wild rest. Like what? You know, so we talk about these ladies, like this is Laura Ingram. Like, you know, we can talk about, you know, so many folks over and so many women over at Fox News, um, you know, there's a whole movie made about the, the grand 
sexual assault that was going on at Fox News. Yeah. And all of these women are sitting on TV talking bullshit and building a case against their own interests every single day yeah. while being sexually assaulted in the workplace. Isn't that fascinating? It's fascinating. And it just, but in a way though, it's not. Because you know what I related to? I related to self, the self-hate that people of color feel. Like Candace Owens hates herself. She hates herself. And that's why she behaves the way that she does. She has no pride in her heritage. No, none at all. And absolutely she, not. And she's an opportunistic weirdo. Yeah. You know, and that's I think it's the same thing. I think self-hate is very powerful. And I think that when you feel like you can get more out of a situation and something is feeding you like that, you know what it's like? So every every day in October. Mm-hmm. I watch a Halloween movie or something kind of like spooky or scary because I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. And on October 1st, I watched uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And it's like the plant that needs blood and body parts yes. to make it grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. That's what it is. That's what the 55% is. It's built on, and it was little, and it yeah. was like, here's a little bit of blood. Yep. And it's like, okay, cool. Now you're good. You're growing and everyone's happy. And then the cost becomes more and more and more and more and more. Until it's out of control. Until it's out of control, which is where we are now. Did you see what I just did there? I like it. Ma'am. I d- right? I'm going to watch a little shop of horrors tonight and we're done. I might. I, yeah. 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 That's what it is. That's what it is, girl. <laughs> It's like we had no, a total I mean, eclipse of the sun and then someone went, Dadu. So, <laughs> so that was a little musical joke. <laughs> a little musical theater. A little musical theater. Um, so I mean, at the end, Seymour had to had to had to kill Audrey too. I am not we, suggesting no, any of that. Of course you're not. I mean, of Jesus. I'm not suggesting that we murder people, Tamala. I'm just saying that That's the cost gets waiting. bigger and bigger. Okay, it does. clarify. So what is the solution? Like the solution. How do we undo all of this? How do we undo it? How do we go I don't about? Know, because I, you know, I hear this like people always say like it starts with a mother, right? Like everything starts with your mother and how you mm-hmm. were raised. And some of us are really great despite how we were raised and. You know, sure. there are, there are a lot of kids who grow up in racist homes who are just like, fuck this shit. But there are a lot of people who hold on to that. And I think that like, when I look at like some of the things and the stories that I'm seeing, especially around high school students, like in South Lake, Texas, or high school students, mm-hmm. like in Newburgh, Newburgh mm-hmm. Oregon, yeah. who are having slave trade auctions online. And I think to myself, who the fuck are your parents? Yeah. And this is who their parents are. Yeah. This is who their mothers are. This is who they are. And that's, that is, that is, that is a problem. And, and that also, is, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I don't, I feel like we have touched on it in previous episodes, but I don't think we've, we actually talked about it. The high school that you and I both went to mm-hmm. used to hold a slave auction for homecoming. <laughs> yeah. and, and only I, just recently did we go, <laughs> that's bad like that's awful real fucking bad that, it's I mean, real fucking bad and i'm not gonna name names 
But if but to watch uh, men of color be sold to the slave auction at a high school and listen, so for those and then be asked to dress up like women or dress up how? Yes, okay. So I'm just I just want to talk about this real quick. Those of you who did not go to high school with us. Every year for homecoming, the nominees for homecoming court would be auctioned off as slaves. And it was legitimately called a slave auction. And it would happen at lunch. There was a stage set up and <gasps> one by there was a stage in the middle of the patio. I know, I remember, but it's like it's bad. It's so bad. And I was I had to be somebody's slave twice. I was not that popular. I did not have to be anybody's slave, but I'm really glad that's not a part of my legacy. I but did. I support Wait, no, you. Was it twi- at least once I remember. And I had to like, I had to pick him up from class and pull him around in a wagon. That was my job. <laughs> what in the Oregon Trail? I cannot. That is disgusting on multiple <laughs> levels. Like, Cause let me tell you something. What's crazy is also where were our parents? Like, I'm sorry. Did like, they not have a my- stay? But like, like, if my son came home and was like, mom, guess what? I would be like, the fuck? <laughs> I would lose my mind. I would lose my entire ass mind. So, but again, where were my parents? Where were your parents that were like, this is completely acceptable behavior for black children? So for anyone who still lives in our weird little hometown or has children that go to our weird high school. Super curious to know if this is still a thing. Yeah, if it's still a thing, please leave us a comment, send us an email, like send us a post on social media. I would actually really love to know. Um, And then I would also like to know why you haven't done anything about it, listeners. We would like to know that too. (laughs) Um, And also if you do tell us, I will protest the high school. So just... If you don't want a problem, you probably shouldn't share. Yeah, don't tell us. If you <laughs> don't, don't tell us. I know but we just asked you to tell us, but don't tell us. Yeah. Um, so I think like, here's the interesting part though, is like, let's talk about this a little bit deeper though, right? Like, because it just like that, like nobody spoke up, right? Yeah. So nobody spoke up. Nobody said, this seems weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't even know what to say. This seems odd. This seems like odd behavior. Mm-hmm. But again, like, Juan Cabrillo was like a murderer. Not a good person. Not a good person. So there were problems. And actually, you know what? But I remember every year on his birthday, there would be cake. Do you remember? There would be like cake on the patio. I never ate that cake because of Neither did I. Yeah. Uh, well, I just, I just boycotted the cake because I knew that he was like a slave owning rapist. But did I see? I didn't know anything about and him. Dress like a clown and pull around <laughs> and do it in a wagon. I did that, but no problem. <laughs> Youth is complicated. <laughs> it is so complicated. Yeah, um, is weird. <laughs> right? Um, so like nobody really speaks up and nobody says anything, but I, I really want to get into the people who like do speak up, but then like don't go all the way. Right? Sure. Sure. So and the 55% is a part of that, right? It's like we want, we want to be, we want to be paid equal, but not you, black girl. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I, and I don't want to equal yeah. as long as I still make more than her. Correct. Right. And this is where like performative allyship, I think is just really, really interesting. And I think it's especially interesting in how women deal with each other. I have said this multiple times. If look, I think men are great. They have value in things, mm-hmm. sure. right? Like I'm not like a man hating 
woman. I don't hate anybody. Yeah. Um, but I do recognize that <laughs> uh, the men in charge uh, have really fucked shit up and it's not working. Um, we are in the middle of late stage capitalism, which if you don't know what late stage capitalism is, Google that shit, it's fascinating. Um, performative allyship is interesting to me because it is at its core insidious. It's a little devious because it's look at me, look at me, but I'm actually doing nothing. And in some cases doing harm to the movement. Mm. Um, and I've always said that if women would just get out of their own way, then women would run this shit. There'd be no question. But women are taught at a very young age to, um, they pit themselves against each other. They gang sure. up on each other. Um, they treat each other like shit. They don't know how to back each other up in a real way. There's this, um, it's like being in a dogfight or something, you know? Yeah. And I experienced this in corporate America um, when I first started working in production, mm -hmm. you know, I worked at this company and there were, it was just riddled with mean girls, um, riddled with women who themselves were deeply, deeply, deeply insecure, but got a kick out of um, harassing the only black girl in the office over stupid shit, mm -hmm. right? Like over grammar in an email or, um, just really weird shit. And it wasn't up until like the last maybe decade that I was able to kind of stand in my seat sure. um, because I was, I was good at my job mm -hmm. and I was able to just do my job. Right. Um, but like this kind of like this performative allyship happens with girls at a very young age. Yeah. Um, because it is like, we're friends, we're friends. And then behind your back, it's like, I really hate her shirt or she talks too much or she does this. And so that to me is the same kind of performative allyship. So if you grow up in a space where you don't know how to be a girl's girl, yeah. you end up with the 55% who don't give two shits about anything that does not affect them. Yeah. And I think that that's where like, that is the most raw original form of performative allyship, right? Is yeah. that like that lack of being able to be a girl's girl. Like it's really that simple. Yeah, Back that's up the root. Girls. That's the root. That's the root. The root is how can I expect the 55% <clears throat> to get unbrainwashed? That's number one, because mm -hmm. they have been sold a raw bag of goods and so much so so deeply sold that raw bag of goods that they believe the lie. Mm -hmm. They teach their children to believe the lie because mothers are the beginning of everything. Yeah. And then they raise these little demons who don't <laughs> know how to be good to other women. Right. Or other people, there is. Or just the, other people. But I mean, we're talking about yeah. the ladies, right? We're talking, like, we are. Just, Absolutely. Right? And like, I, I think don't it's really give just... a shit about a man's opinion in our group of like gals, right? Like it's. Yeah. I mean, like smash just be jerky. Yeah. You know, yeah. on Wednesdays, we do that. I have a t shirt that says that. Um, um, or I think it's just the inability to 
look outside of what's happening right in front of you or what's happening to you. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I said, I think that's, that's the root. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a lack of empathy or a lack of understanding or mm-hmm. if they're just stuck in this weird, um, I, it just feels like the hunger games, right? The, <laughs> the example well, that you were just talking about. It's been reinforced over and over again that the rules don't apply to them. Mm. So why would they? Those rules don't apply to me. If I want to get an abortion, I'll go get an abortion because I can afford a ticket to fly to another state to get an abortion. So it doesn't fucking matter to me, right? If I, who cares if I vote for, you know, wages that are fair, (laughs) fucking fair. I don't care. Who cares? It's not a big deal. Or these women who like, you know, I think I saw a TikTok once where like Candace Owens, uh, by the way, this would not be our podcast if I didn't mention all the TikToks that I watch um, <laughs> and don't sleep. I just watch TikToks. Um, but it was like Candace Owens. <laughs> she was in the sink, that she was in the kitchen making her husband a sandwich, which is where she should be. How do you say that out of your mouth? How, like, even if you are trying to be provocative, which is all that is. Mm-hmm. right? Like we see it for what it is. Anybody who has watched her speak ever, everything she says is for attention. She's like a toddler, yeah. Yeah. you know, but like how damaging that is. Young girls on that app are just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there was one that I saw the other day where it's like, you know, we just need to let men be the head of the household oh and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, ma'am, nobody's telling them that they can't. I just have shit to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, like, that is a, that's a, that's a different episode. I, girl, I, <laughs> I, here's the thing. Feminism, <laughs> feminism is about having the choice. If you want to stay at home and raise your kids and have your man pay your bills and have your man run your life, that is on you. That is your decision. Do that. Personally, for me, I like to control my life a little bit more, but I am not in a place to judge any. I've done it. I've done all of it. I stayed home. I did the stay at home mom thing. I did the part time freelance mom thing. And now my son is of an age where he doesn't even want to fucking, I don't know, get ice cream with me. So, you know what? I'm working a job, I'm working a full time job, happy yeah. with my job. You know, we all have choices, and those choices change throughout our lives as women, right? Like, yes. From I would not want to be one thing. That's just who I am. I enjoyed the time that I was at home, but I did get sick of not talking to adults. I did get sick of watching Paw Patrol. (laughs) So I had to like move on. And that was for me. Maybe people like to watch Paw Patrol. That's their fucking business. Like, and that's the long and short of it. That's your business. And if you would, and again, it's like, look at the things people aren't paying attention. And that's the other thing, like the 55%, I'd say maybe some of them know what they're doing. I'd say the other half just vote along party lines and they don't pay any attention. And then absolutely, I agree with that, you know, and it's like, I don't know, I care too much, but again, that is a privilege. Mm -hmm. That is a privilege that you don't have to pay attention because your life doesn't depend on it. Yeah. You know? It is what it is. So what do we do about it, Tam? I think that you and I keep doing what we're doing. Always. Um, 
I, I think that I, I'm, I for one, having as much patience as I do, I, I love having conversations with people and giving people new perspective, but I'm also tired. That's fair. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if I am the one to have conversations with people to try to undo 400 years of brainwashing. Right. So I think that we have to do this solidly and Mm -hmm. looping back around to maybe not even the March, you know, because like we were saying, it's not the 55% who were attending these events. I don't know how, I don't know how to reach them specifically. I don't know, Tam. I just think that we have to keep talking. Yeah. We have to keep sharing. And the world is moving around us pretty quickly. I mean, yeah. I know a couple of people's grandparents that would see all this shit going on and they'd be fucking pissed. Um, and it makes me giggle. Um, they're dead now. But I think that, <laughs> I mean, they are. Yeah, um, yeah. But like all of this progression, and there is a lot of progression. There's a lot of things that have not happened, but there have uh-huh. been a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. Um, I just think it's going to take a really fucking long time. The, the, and I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetime. Unfortunately, I think we've seen a lot of good in our lifetime. I just don't think we're going to see, I mean, shit, we've got, we got Kamala. You know what I mean? Like if you would have told me that when I was eight years old, I would have said you were out of your fucking mind and you need to stop taking drugs. And now here we are. And it's fascinating. And the world looks a little bit more like me every day, every every single day. And I think that that's, beautiful. And I think that that's great. And I think the people who are having a hard time with this transition, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) they're going to have a hard time with it and there's nothing you can do about it. And they're going to keep, and they've shown that they have no innovation because they keep voting the same fucking way. Like they have no (laughs) innovation. And when they do vote, it's for Lyndon B. Johnson and Bill Ho-ass Clinton. but they saw him for who he is you know what i mean i mean did you watch impeachment have you watched it yet Uh, no so i watched a few minutes of the episode where linda tripp sold her soul to the devil and you know what's so funny is we say the episode where i thought that shit didn't really happen in real life (laughs) we were young girls that should happen in real life we were just like being kids and then there was like jizz on a dress we were like what is that and and a cigar <laughs> and a cigar. yes i mean we were young girls i watched it for the nostalgia quite frankly really? because Nancy. it is different in your 40s <laughs> it is different in your 40s I watch, all of these, I watch all of these things and I'm like, first of all, Monica Lewinsky, get it girl. I don't know how you survive all of the stuff that she has survived and all the like, it's just horrific what happened to her. It's horrific what happened to her. But talk about coming out on the other end. 
she has doing she's doing great work. She's talking a lot about her experience and how it affects people in this day and age, like with social media and what have you. She's the executive producer on that show. Yeah, like, and I love her social media presence. The way that she, the way that she accepts everything that happened and mm-hmm. bases it with an amazing sense of humor. And mm-hmm. she recognizes the seriousness of it, obviously, but mm-hmm. but she's able to address it. And she, I think it's someone will say something about, oh, I had the worst day at work today. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and she'll respond and be like, tell me more. Like, <laughs> exactly, like queen of the worst day at work. Yeah. Queen of the worst day at work. I'm still having the worst day at work. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's pretty amazing. And I think that she's like a great example of like perseverance and, you know, but the best part about that is that you and I can look at a woman like that and say, holy shit, like that's amazing. But then there are people who will still call her a whore. And that's, that is the root of the problem. Yeah. Well, I think that's our chat for today. I think so. We are Tam and Mel. And as always, thank you for spending your time with us. Good night. Bye-bye.